I knew what I knew that a pope exists. Like I didn't I knew nothing about the 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 war with you know Iran, Iran yeah, the papacy, uh, with Ireland, uh, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> you know the northern. Sure, I knew nothing of that shit when I was twelve years old, but I knew that sh- her ripping up a picture of some huge religious figure was fucking bad. And then of course the yeah, audience was, was dead silent. But um, yeah, it's one of those like really weird moments, and I've been fascinated with this story. I cannot get enough I can of get it. Enough- I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. start this off david uh i sent a potential uh a potential topic for this week and this was the text that i got i got a text voice memo and i that doesn't happen very often but let me just play this christ get the fuck over yourself i know you said roxanne to you shouldn't get over yourself in your peak shut the shut the fuck up I'm going to have to read this closer because I just breezed through it. I'm picking Harry up. But my, my God, first of all, yeah, we're talking about this. But first of all, Jada Pinkett Smith did take the joke. She didn't like it, but she rolled her eyes, shifted in her seat, and that was that. It was Will Smith who didn't take the joke. That's the problem. Maybe Jada said, you need to go hit him. I don't know. I have no fucking idea what she said to him. If she said anything to him about it, I don't know. I know that he was laughing, and then he wasn't. But whatever. Fuck, fuck off, Roxanne Gay. Of course it's Roxanne Gay. Jesus! <laughs> I I mean, at least I... Oh, there's more! It's the best medicine. But so is feeling sorry for yourself all the time and always being offended. God, eat a fucking dick. Okay, that was uh, that wow. was the message I got, and I, you were very you you, I was, you didn't I was even read up, the yeah. piece. Well, yeah, I mean, I read, breezed through it, but you read the headline just to, to, for for those of uh, this is a New York Times opinion piece by Roxanne Gay, Doctor Roxanne Gay. Jada Pinkett Smith shouldn't have to quote take a joke unquote. Neither should you. And uh, I wrote a piece in basically just breaking it down and saying no, you're you're wrong. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, in favor that what I think it was like, we should cherish and nurture our thick skin. Um, and, uh, and, and then you wrote a piece about Will Smith. I mean, one of the things I think is fascinating about this whole, this slap is how it has, I mean, lots of things overtake the internet. I mean, when, they, when Chappelle was trying to be canceled, right? That was, that was like, a did that overtake the long. internet or was it just like, no, it was like pe- three a few weeks. people bitching like, about it for three weeks straight. Well, it was a few pitch- people bitching about it, but I mean, it was op-eds in the New York Times and in the Atlantic and in Vanity Fair. Uh-huh. It's like everybody was right for like three weeks. That's all anybody fucking talked about. The thing that was interesting is that had life because people were actively trying to get Kim fired. Mm-hmm. This is just one of those. I mean, when when I when I saw it, 
and you know, I'll set it up. When I saw, I I wasn't watching the Oscars. I don't watch the fucking Oscars. But Donnie Smith, my co-host on I Like to Watch podcast, texted me said, "You're probably not watching, <laughs> um, but I've got it on." And you know, it's kind of sucky and it's kind of boring. And then all of a sudden, and I'm I'm with Eric and uh, and and Charlie Newman, and we're sitting down on Eric's back porch, just yapping about movies and shit. And all of a sudden, I get a text from Donnie. Says, "Holy shit." <laughs> Will Smith just punched Chris Rock on stage. And I went, what? And then he sent me the unfiltered or the uncensored Japanese yeah. from Japanese TV so you could hear him say, keep my wife's name out of your, fucking, out mouth, your yeah. fucking mouth. Yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I was like, holy shit. So I showed those guys. And, I, and then because there was a delay, um, we could watch it happen again and mm-hmm. then watch, you know, and then of course, you know, I'm making jokes and Dana's upset because she just thinks it's really sad and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and I looked at Eric at one point. I said, this is going to be one of those things where it's like, where were you? Where were you? When JFK yeah. was shot. Where were you on 9-11? And where were you when Will Smith bitch slapped Chris Rock on national television? It's like, I, what the fuck? I was watching it because the, you know, part of my job is putting on events so watching how other like big events are done is always it's you know it's a little insider baseball sneak peek bullshit and yeah i was watching it and i i don't give a shit about the oscars like i, I enjoy movies i it, you know if there's yeah, a bunch that win like an award whatever show but like i don't fuck. yeah i don't care about the award shows what they're wearing or any of that bullshit i don't care what their speeches uh anyway but i'm watching it and i'm just like this is fucking terrible like the the edits were weird and it was clear that they were trying to cut for t- it was just it was a bad show and Katie's watching yeah. it with me and then she gets up she's like I'm gonna go shower because who gives a fuck so she gets up as she's like upstairs and turns the corner th- the slap happened Holy and I was fuck. like what the and I didn't call her back down because I was is this a bit oh it's not a bit wait what's going on because the sound dropped it was you know yeah yeah and the American yeah the American uh, audience did not get to see and hear the seriousness of uh, but we saw him yelling yeah, but, yeah, you know. Anyway, so, I mean, it's been played out a thousand times. We all we've all seen it in a Everyone's thousand different ways it. at this point. Yeah, I mean, this is. Um, yeah, where were you it's on nine eleven? Janet Jackson's Janet Jackson's tit popping out in the Super Bowl. I it's, mean, it's huge. It's, yeah, when I saw it, you know, like later that night, that Sunday night, I was thinking about it, just like other shock. Like, wait, was that was that what I thought? I did I see what I thought I just saw? And oh shit, this is going to be around forever. Was. Oh, yeah. Was the the Janet Jackson Super Bowl nipple slip, nip slip, whatever, uh, the slap. And then going way back to the first thing I can remember, Sinead O'Connor ripping up a picture of the Pope. Ripping up the Pope, yeah, yeah. What was weird for me about that is I was, that was what, 91, 92, so I was like 7th or 8th grade. I, I knew what, I knew that a Pope exists, like I didn't, I knew nothing about the 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 war with, you know, Iran, Iran, yeah, uh, with Ireland, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> you know, the Northern, sure. I knew nothing of that shit when I was 12 years old, but I knew that her ripping up a picture of some huge religious figure was fucking bad. And then of course the yeah, audience was dead silent, but um, yeah, it's one of those like really weird moments. And I've been fascinated with this story. I cannot Get enough. I can't of get it. enough. Well, everybody's right about it. Like I've, I wrote a Substack piece, two two Substack yeah. if you count. One was basically just saying, "Hey, what I saw was a bully 
a bigger kid hitting the class clown. That's mm-hmm. really what happened. And then you wrote a piece uh, comparing him to Kavanaugh. Which was accidental. I'd started writing the piece. Uh, what, what's, the, what's the piece called? The, the Fresh, not the Fresh Prince. The Oh, shit. Let me look it up. If I could even remember what I... It was on the eight mail the other day. I sent it out in the eight mail. Got some more reads. Um, yeah. So, oh, the unhinged prince of Hollywood was the original title. The unhinged prince of Hollywood, which is a play on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes. Did you get it? Okay. Um, and as I was writing it, I stumbled upon this idea that his his acceptance speech, this teary eyed, oh, like fuck, that was alpha painful. male, uh, crocodile tear bullshit. That, yeah. Look, man. It was just I've, just I've played that card. I know somebody. what it looks like. I know what it sounds yeah. like. Right. But it, it made me think of Brett Kavanaugh. So I was like, oh, that's that's a funny little thing. And then the the new title was um, then a nod to Questlove's uh, best documentary when he won the that was fucked up because that the slap happened as they, that was being presented. So the unhinged Prince of Hollywood, or how Will Smith auditioned for the Brett Kavanaugh biopic. There you go. I, because he, it was very icky, alpha male, like bullshit. I'm not saying alpha males are all bad, but like it was just that stupid. Like it was the bad parts of why feminists might have a point. Well, you know, one of the things I thought was interesting <laughs> is: have you read? Have you read his? Uh, have you read his memoir? Of course not. Okay, uh, Mark Manson did his memoir. And uh, it starts off. I'm gonna find it. It starts off. It's what do you called mean Mark Will. Manson did his memoir. He ghostwrote it. Yeah, he wrote it with him. He did the writing. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, let me. I've got to find this uh, quote. This is the in the first. This is literally in the very first page. What you have to come, what you have come to understand as Will Smith, the alien annihilating MC, the bigger than life movie star, is largely a construction, a carefully crafted and honed character designed to protect myself, to hide myself from the world, to hide the coward. And so, you know, in terms of it being toxic masculinity, I, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I think toxic masculinity kind of has to be blind to its own existence and okay. he recognizes that he's got these flaws now that doesn't make what he did right and it doesn't yeah. justify it right but i don't think this was that example of like oh here's I, I, well it, it was a bully sure. move is all it was it was a bully move there's another side to it that you know it that i'm starting to think may have more merit to it than than just will smith is just a, a closeted bully you know no i don't think he's because that's the thing is the guy the guy has never done anything like this sure well that's why i'm in public life so at some point you kind of go all right that was stupid that was shitty um he should not have done it i wish he had apologized to chris rock there on the spot when he had the fucking spotlight but he refused to do that that he waited to do it in instagram it's like that's fucking lame well but but i I, I think What I've in in the reading that I've done since in the week, you know, since this whole thing happened, because again, I don't, as I said in my story, I don't give a shit about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't, I don't care until last week. Yeah. Now I'm all about it. So you know, learning more about their their open marriage oh. that feels to me like it's not exactly. It feels very one sided. Jada well, wants it is. to get busy. Will does not. And I think yeah, that he, Will it's an open understandably marriage on is, her side of it. Yeah. It is not an open marriage on his side of it, even though he'll he'll say, "Yeah, we are." And he's he's obviously threatened. He's obviously 
uh, confidence level goes down. And I wonder. Oh, he's been emasculated. How much His of, nuts have been yeah, cut off. Yes. That's that he is such a cuck to port to Jada. Like, and it makes me feel bad for him in a way. Cause like, in, again, and this is the media spinning things, but in a lot of the reading I've seen, a lot of the pictures of them together is he looks very happy. She looks kind of annoyed to be there. Oh, she's a cunt. I, you know, yeah. And I'm I sorry. She's a, a class A. This is the thing. And I didn't see it, but I read about it. And I read about it. Uh, and I read about this actually long before the slap was she's got this uh, Facebook mm-hmm. show, the Red Table Red Talk. Red Table or Talk, some yeah. Bullshit. And at one point, she'd been fucking around with this. You know, twenty-five-year-old uh, rapper or something. Yeah, rapper, he's like yeah. three years and, older than their she, kid. She basically, she basically, as she and Will on her show were talking yeah. about it, basically blamed him for her fucking around in public with this guy. Yeah, and and Will cried and was yep. like apologetic. And I thought at the time, I I read about her doing this, and I thought, well, she's just a great a cunt. She is. Yeah, she's a and, horrible person. Like I'm not I'm not gonna say that oh it's Jada's fault she made him do it. No, this is Will's fault. No, I'm not looking to change it. I'm just yeah. saying that I think he's fifty three old man. He he did if, it on his own. If you think about what happened where he Chris Rock cracks the joke, Will has a quick laugh, the next thing you see is him charging the stage and slapping, which is making you think this has to be a bit because the dude He was but then just he's laughing. Pissed. And what I think happened, as I said in my ranting in insane voice text to you i think that rock made the joke jada very clearly rolled her eyes and was like this is that's fucked up and that's what you do with a joke will laughed because haha it was kind of funny and stupid and hacky but okay and he got caught laughing he got caught laughing and she must have turned that hell gaze to him and he went oh i need to i need to stand up for my woman i need to show her that i'm an actual man not her fucking little pussy boy cuck it had nothing to do with Chris and Rock. It had everything to do with him sort of like trying to regain some sort of his manhood in a place where his manhood has been ripped off, put in a fucking mason jar, and stuffed under a fucking porch. This is very, and this sounds so like, I, I don't want to have this conversation under the umbrella of like masculinity, but you know, she's taking it from him. He's pussy whipped. That's not what I'm saying exactly. Pussy whipped cuss. That's what I'm I don't saying. Know. But I when when you break a man's spirit in a relationship yeah. like that, this is an unsurprising result. Yes. And yeah, I think they, they, she has broken a spirit. She married up, because she's not an yeah. A-list actor. She is fucking C-list at best who married up, and she has brought him down. And yeah. beyond that, I don't care. Now I, I'm just in it for the salacious. Now it's now it's all just like you know. high drama. Now here's the thing yeah. I think is interesting. Going back to the original article, the Roxanne Gay article. Right. Um, her article is, and, and that's the thing is, I don't know, I'm, and, and I almost, almost always disagree with Dr. Gay <laughs> in most of her op-eds. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. But uh, she always writes it well. I mean, she's an eloquent she's writer. Very she's talented. very smart. She's very, she's very smart. talented, very smart. <laughs> Um, so this, with is entirely. Well, this is a well-reasoned re- uh, piece of opinion editorial. However, her argument is predicated on the idea that, that we, we shouldn't have to have thick skin, that we should, we should tell people just to be nicer. And so, and, 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 she, and she even goes back, she says, I'm not trying to justify Will Smith for hitting him except that I'm going to justify for Will Smith hitting mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and that black women don't get protected. And, and then she uses, uh, 
Brown Jackson, the SCOTUS nominee, as being undefended during yeah. her, her... And I went, did you watch the same fucking shit I did? Because Cory Booker practically lit himself on yeah. fire in her defense. Every Ted Cruz cunt head that lodged a bunch of shit at her had you you had a democrat that literally just like flaying their flesh in praise yeah. for her so trust me she was not left unattended and undefended right and quite frankly a week before the oscars jada pinkett smith did a video saying i don't care what you think about my bald head i love my hair this way so what's the big fucking deal it's not a big deal and, and it, the whole thin skin defense is you, you that's ridiculous. The, thin, the skin, the thin skin it's defense ridiculous. is ridiculous. Now, what? I, and this is me really trying really hard to give her to give Doctor Gay the benefit of the doubt here. I think what she's saying is you don't. It's okay if you don't want to take the joke. If you want to be offended by a joke. If you want to be bothered by what, that's fine. And that's what I think Jada did. Jada didn't sit there and fake a smile, fake laughter. She, very dramatically, as she has every right to do so, rolled her eyes, shifted in her seat, showing to the world, that's fucking bullshit. That's a stupid joke. Fuck you, Chris Rock. That, to me, is what Roxanne is talking about. Like, well, you don't, don't have to take it. Is... To take it would be just sit there and smile. That's that, But that's the thing is, that's not what she says. She, 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 she yeah, writes... And I, I, I may not successfully I, give her the benefit I of the doubt. Like, this doesn't work. She writes... Who is served by all this thick skin? Those who want to behave yeah. with impunity. And my, like I wrote, I'd suggest that like the turtle and the armadillo, the beneficiary of thicker skin are those with the softest underbellies. The thing about it is it's not to the benefit of people that want to act with impunity. It is to the benefit of those people who can't fucking handle it. That's what thick skin is. It's armor. You know, it's just like that's that's the thing. And and the thing about it is, I th why I think it's so irresponsible of her to say this is that we are in a place, and everybody can see it, we're in a place where everybody in America is stressed out. People are fucking fighting on planes for no reason. People are fighting while skiing for no reason. They're just, yep. everybody's fucking freaking out. If any time in our history, at least in my lifetime, where we desperately need to have thick skin, it's right now. And so to argue that it's okay to have, not, not, not just okay to have thin skin, but preferable to have thin skin and to be reactionary right. and slap people because they insulted you is, is fucking irresponsible. It is irresponsible. I think it's, I think it's fucking irresponsible and, and you know, it's, I, it's just... And it's counter Ugh. to everything that we teach children from the very beginning, whether we want to or not. Like, you know, when Harry loses his shit with a Pop-Tart breaks, like, you know, like it comes out and the little corner cracks off. If he's tired, cranky, whatever, he will lose his goddamn mind that the Pop-Tart is broken. And there is yeah. no consoling him whatsoever. But we have to teach him. That, like, dude, it's not that big of a fucking deal. I understand you're upset, you're disappointed because it's not the beautiful piece of pastry you wanted it to be, but you know what? It still tastes the same. Look, now you have, like, extra bites of pop. You, whatever you have to do to trick him into thinking or trick, you know, just convince him that it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Because if I don't, if I'm like, I know, Harry, 
and it's okay that you feel this bad about a broken Pop-Tart. Let it out, man. Yes. He will grow up being, he, like, he'll, he can't, he won't leave the house. Because everything is, is, will be an affront to him. The wind is blowing in the wrong direction. Why did the grass keep growing? I just cut it. Now I have to cut it again? Why does the grass hate me? Oh, my God. Well, and it's a very interesting thing, because I agree with you, especially when it comes to your kid, is that we're in a place right now where, where masculinity is, I mean, we've kind of gone from, you know, a thousand years, and so I understand it. I mean, it's not like it's not understandable, but like a thousand years of femininity, femininity being defined by men. You know, right. you, you sure. know, you know that that's and that's that put that's put women for millennia in in a shitty position. Well, now, right now, um, and there is the argument that well, it's high time, but it wasn't right when men did it to women. So the whole just desserts now women are going to define yeah. masculinity. It doesn't work. It's a bad idea. It right. should be something agreed upon. And right now, the least masculine people are trying to define masculinity. And if it's not the kind of masculinity they look for, they label it toxic masculinity. And I'll be honest with you. The thing about it is, he slapped him. Mm-hmm. He didn't fucking tackle him and just beat the shit out of him. Right. He slapped him. Now, yeah. I know that having been punched in the face numerous times, yeah. I know the difference between a punch and a slap. A yeah. slap is about, it's a statement a punch is about destruction. Yep. And 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 quite frankly, in my experience, I've seen more women slap than men. So for a man to slap, that is it is a rebuke, but it's not like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like Will Smith, if he wanted to just like take three or four good full fisted pops at Chris Rock to beat the shit out of him, that there was anybody around to stop him. No, there was no security anywhere near them. No, nope. he could have just he could have pounced on him and just pummeled the shit out of him. He slapped him. Now I'm not excusing that. Yeah. However, put it in some fucking perspective. Now the right. thing that is really rough, and and, and that's what I, I I actually felt bad for Chris Rock, because Chris. Uh, but the, the thing is, I actually don't feel bad for Chris Rock. I mean, I'm sure it was traumatic on some level. Although Amy Schumer was very triggered. It is dealing with yeah. her trauma. Fuck you. That you was a joke bit much. stealing hag. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, you know, Chris Rock handled it like a professional. Will Smith yeah. did not handle his shit like a professional. And that's going to happen. And I actually really loved what Chris Rock had to say. He hasn't really spoken much about it, but in his concert, yeah. I guess the other day, he was, uh, somebody was heckling and saying, fuck Will Smith. And basically, Chris Rock basically, this is a paraphrase, said that was a moment that this is a man who's been doing this for 30 years and has been a consummate professional for 30 years and has done great things for the industry and great things for other people and has just been excellent in everything he does and he had one bad moment let's calm down and i agree i agree with that too with that i think that's a great point and i i dumped a lot of shit on on will smith in my in my piece you know i I like a lot of his movies. I do think he's a little overrated. He kind of just annoys me a little bit because he's everybody's fucking friend. He's like, you know, maybe there's envy deep down, you know, that like, yeah, I, God, say, I would love to be loved the way Will Smith is I think, beloved, you I know? I think he is, is, I think, well, the thing is, I think Will Smith is, he's got the charisma of, 
And we've, I think we've, you and I've talked about this. I know Donnie and I have. Is so like the difference between an actor and a movie star? Yeah. And there, there are, you know, there's, there's actors like Christian Bale and Anthony Hopkins and, you know, uh, Tilda Swinton. They're actors. Yeah. They yep. play roles and they disappear in the roles. Then there's movie stars like Kevin Costner. And for the most part, Ryan Tom Reynolds, Cruise, Tom Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just yeah. so goddamn charming. You don't give a shit what character playing as long as Kevin Costner doesn't try to do an accent. Because then that's right. a disaster. Never, right. That's fucking disaster. Yeah. Well, Will Smith happens to occupy a space that's somewhere in between where he is so goddamn charming that you don't care. But he's actually a really good... Did you see King Richard? I haven't seen it yet. He's no. fucking phenomenal I'm in sure this movie. he is I'm sure he and, I mean he won and, the Oscar and he, he well fuck who gives a shit about that <laughs> he deserved to win something because he was that fucking good he is a, he was great as Ali mm-hmm. he was great in, in what was that Concussion was that that movie he was, he was great good in, in Concussion he was, yeah. he, was, he was great in a terrible movie The Pursuit of Happiness which is a terrible movie but he's yeah. great in it so the thing about it is I think Will Smith is a superlatively talented movie star slash actor. Um, and I think he had, uh, he's got a lot of shit going on. Um, and he had a bad night and he reacted badly. On the other hand, he's a 53 year old man and he slapped a 57 year old man in the face on international television yeah. because he had a, a, a and this is the second topic because that he had about. thin skin and that's what you do well, because, when you have thin skin is because you react. It, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a really insulting joke no it was a <laughs> it was a 20 year old movie yeah he should have um, said so, you know uh jada i love you can't wait to see you in the next black panther film you look great as dora milaje milaje whatever the hell they're called yeah see i what i would have said timely i i would have enjoyed it given if he really wanted to get at both of them which he didn't but if he wanted to get at both of them it says i loved you i can't wait to see i can't i can't wait to see what you do in august or what august does in you wow because august was the name yeah if you're you're gonna if if the thing is if you're gonna (laughs) insult somebody and deserve to be slapped in front of a billion people yeah that's the kind of that's where you go you go fucking right but that's the thing about chris rock is chris rock is not a mean-spirited comedian no he's He's not not, uh he never has been he's never played Mm -hmm. i mean the meanest character he's ever played was in fargo probably yeah and he was even like a loving you know whatever anyway yeah yeah but there's yeah so, like, while I think that Will Smith is still a little bit overrated, um, I have, I, this, th- it was fun for me, nah, fun's not the right word. I'm just fascinated by this because I've loved watching the Golden Boy crumble, because Will, he's a sacred cow. That's what, that's what we love. We yeah. love to see our I am, heroes I am destroyed. guilty of all here's, of this shit now. The, here's the secondary yeah. thing, and you, you texted me later on, you asked that we should talk about this, is comedy dead? And I'm, I'm curious why you think that's, why you even think that's a plausibility. Yeah, well, I, because it gets accused often. Like one of our friends in a text chain, on a texter that we're on, was like, yeah, because comedy's dead, blah, 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 blah. Not the first time he said it. And what was my response? Something like, no, it's not dead. And I laughed my the ass, ass off. I said, yeah, it, I laughed, right. I'm a liberal, and I laughed my ass off at Jackass Forever, and I laughed my ass off at Peacemaker, and, and I'm la- you know, I laughed my yeah. ass off at the last Louis C.K. thing. Comedy is certainly not dead. No, and I. We have become very humorless on two sides of the issues. 
But for the most part, comedy is very, very much alive. And the best comics don't give a fuck what the Twitter class has to say. And that's what I'm finding out is because I asked the question to you because I I don't think comedy is dead. Um, but I also worry that there's a reckoning that's trying really hard to reckon. Well, yeah. And they, they want comedy. They want comedy to be controlled just like it is in China. And I see, yeah, and I see. I mean, China, China, you can't. It's, Dana and I had this moment the other night where she was kind of uh, up in arms about capitalism and how horrifying capitalism is. And it's got, you know, capitalism definitely has some, uh, some weak spots. Yeah. We'll just call them that. But compared to what they do in China, they're terrified to say any. Everybody's pissing and moaning in their pants about cancel culture here. Yeah. In China, if you say the wrong fucking thing, they disappear you. Yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. fucking crazy? You'd rather be there than here? Are you fucking nuts? They. It's horrifying over there. I would not want to be a communist in China for anything. For for all the tea in China. There you Thank go. You. There yeah. it is. Don I Hall, mean, ladies know, and gentlemen. Yes. Now, please welcome Comedy our headliner, certainly Chris Rock. not dead. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's the thing, this weird reckoning that that really wants to happen. But I, when I listen to comics on podcasts, the things that they say, the way they talk about it, they don't. They're not. They're not worried. This yeah. whole like the people that are trying to kill comedy, like Hannah Gadsby and her her lot. Or they said comedies. What was that thing that Gadsby said? She's like, I killed comedy. Wasn't that her line? I killed comedy? Or Our, I killed stand-up I or remember. something dude, like that? Dude, and, it was yeah, so what, uninteresting in so many ways. I can't remember what she said. I just remember yawning and turning it off. But I think that, you know, to your point on a lot of things, is that there is a very vocal but very tiny piece of the population yeah. that thinks comedy is dead, wants it to be dead, like Roxanne Gay... She might say, oh, I don't want comedy to be dead. I just think we need to stop making fun of people and making jokes that could offend people. What jokes are those? Well, any ones that are offended. Well, our... all right, then fucking comedy's dead. Yeah, I want to... win, See, the thing is, I... It, I, I, I we, you know, we get... I wrote about this... Uh, I think I'm not hanging out with enough funny people. I think maybe that's part of my problem, is that I'm worried no, about I, this reckoning is that I, is not going to come. I, I read read and watch a lot of funny stuff, and I and I do hang out with some funny people. Some people that are like Eric Wilson, who is so consumed with his hatred of billionaires, yeah. and it's still sort of going through his I hate Trump phase, even though Trump's way gone. Yeah. Um, you know that it's that it's hard for him to find any sense of humor. But the thing about it is, is I think, I think comedy is just fine. I think there are plenty of people when you get, when you start taking yourself and all your shit far too seriously, yeah, and you start eva- like like uh, elevating it to these dire perspectives. I mean, there are things to be worried about in the world. Yeah. I guarantee you, the fucking an ice shelf. For the first time since man's been on the planet, an ice shelf collapsed. Mm-hmm. This is bad. I mean, it's really fucking bad. You know, so there are definitely some things that you can go, wow, things are bad. On the other hand, there's not fuck all we can do about it except laugh and then die. And, it, it, and honest to God, Nero fiddled on the flames. 
the flames of Rome and he's fiddling, at least there was entertainment while yeah. people were burning alive. Let's get well, some let me, perspective. Let me just tell you this. And I want this to be on the record. So I, I will always be okay with anyone making a good-natured joke about, let's say, my scar. My from my See, skin cancer on my face. It's right? funny that you put that in your your your, yeah. your post notes. I've never. I've how long have we known each other? I've never noticed your scar, never one time. But you knew that I had skin cancer. Well, I knew right? you had skin cancer, but I've never we've like, never looked at your face and gone, "Oh, he has a scar." It's just your face. I never even noticed it until you I, until you mentioned thing. it in your yes. in your post it notes. I didn't even know you had a scar. Now I'm looking at your face and going. Jesus Christ, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Yeah. Wear but a like, fucking mask, you fucking I know, burn I'm, victim. I, speaking of Tom Cruise, I'm Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm very... Uh, I was actually... You, you remember the movie Vanilla Sky? Mm-hmm. Where Tom Cruise, when he's in the accident, his face is all fucked up and loopy? I was terrified that that's what I was going to look like. Like, yeah, I'd look like Tom Cruise, but I would look like Tom Cruise in fucking Vanilla Sky with my face all fucked up. My face is mostly fine. Kind of like Jada's head. Like it's not mostly a, fine. It's, it's all fine. fine. Yeah. Your face. I, that's the thing. I have never noticed that that you had a scar. That's that, if that doesn't indicate. It's either that I'm so oblivious to your existence that I don't give a shit, which it, I don't maybe, think like, that's it, the case. It's maybe thirty seventy. No, the thing is, the only thing, the only thing, like Dana has never said, "Oh, David with his scar." She has said his well, giant Jew nose, but she's never well, said that, anything about your scar. So I mean, come on. That's that's it's not that's that big a thing. deal. It's and it's not that big of a deal. And but was it terrifying to get the diagnosis and like concerned that I you know, yeah, it was a really serious and scary thing for me. But like, I, I have to joke about it because it's what are you gonna do? So like, if you were to say to me, David, I love you. Can't wait for Scarface too. If you had done the Chris Rock joke on me, be like, that's by the, that's funny. By the well way, done. The the, the the fan of the Apper thing was much funnier than Scarface too. And now, gang, it's Rorschach of the news. All right, you ready? I'm going to give you a topic. I've got six, and uh, whatever comes to your mind, you tell us about it. Rorschach number one, Jenny Thomas. Uh, that's the swimmer, right? No, that's Leah Thomas. Oh, Ginny, Ginny Thomas. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, that was one of mine. Um... Yeah, she's a problem. Well, she's not a problem. She's a lunatic. She is a lunatic. Well, yeah. She, she is a problem for uh, her husband and uh, and therefore a problem for the Supreme Court. It's I, I've been following this story, too, a little bit. It's a little salacious. You know, Clarence Thomas is just such a prick, has always seemed like a prick, uh, that I want him to lose. And the cracks are showing how more and more, like, we know that he's biased. We know he's conservative. We know where he ruled on the January 6th committee already. Uh, eight, eight to one. He and was I, the one. He was the one. <laughs> and I think that he needs to recuse himself from, from these, from hearings related to uh, the, the insurrection because of his wife's over-the-top an unprecedented and strange involvement with trying to influence what the White House did for all with all of this. The tricky part, and this is what makes it like a great legal drama, 
is, let's flip the switch. If Clarence Thomas was a liberal and Ginny Thomas was all about the environment and climate change would, and is, is calling the White House and being like, you need to push this shit through, you know, whatever, just completely flip it around. Would we be calling for Clarence Thomas to recuse himself on any cases that come before the court dealing with the environment? I, I, Number I, two. Oscar's audience favorite Twitter poll. It's stupid. It's the dumbest thing. I, when Twitter started, uh, and and was was you know really like getting its speed, its first fucking like real burst. News or news shows would be like, and on Twitter today, you know, to talk about whatever the hot story. And I remember sitting there thinking, who fucking cares? Yes, give everyone a voice. Let the people be heard. Blah blah. But you're just gonna. Jay Leno, the best bit he ever did, the only funny bit maybe he ever did, was the man on the street thing. Where he would okay, go and yeah. ask really simple questions, and there would be idiots that didn't know the answers. You know, why? Which who's direction does the, the sun rise and set? What's yeah, your who's name? the president? Yeah, yeah, yeah. bullshit. I'm like, oh, no, the sun doesn't set. The earth, re- whatever. Like, oh, look at those fucking idiots. But now the news is legitimizing fucking idiots, legitimizing the broken peanuts sitting in the front row of the gallery. Do you so, know which movie won the Twitter yes. poll? What was it? The director's cut? The uh, Justice League? No, Zack it's Snyder's... Zach, it was Zack Snyder's like, Army of the Dead. Oh, I thought it was the moment that Flash went to the time-space thing. That was the second one. The second one was okay. Justice League. The first one was Army of the Dead. But the all three, the top three were Zack Snyder films, which indicates that those Zack Snyder films Verse assholes. Yeah, man. They really took this shit seriously. <laughs> it's so stupid. Just stop giving Twitter a platform. It is his own platform. Leave it, leave it there. Number three, Bruce Willis. Uh, heartbreaking. I, you know, um, I, yeah, that just sucks. And not, not for me or us as the moviegoer, which, yeah, okay, so no new. I mean, there's a few new films that are, like, in production or post-production that are coming yeah. out. But, yeah, he's retiring, essentially. Well, here's my question. But, well, well hang the, on, hang when, on. The thing, the thing that's heartbreaking What's the last movie he me, had to actually understand or utilize language for? Well. Uh, I understand why he's retiring. I think it, maybe it was the uh, series finale of Moonlighting. Fair. I, but I think it's heartbreaking for him and his family. Because, I mean, just imagine if you could no longer write like if they took that away, like you're just. No, is that is that aphasia? Because that thing is, I was, I was, I, I looked it up. I'm unclear. He can't understand language. He can't use language. But can he still read? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought he question. could still read. Sure. I thought he could still read and write. He just couldn't like speak or under understand mentally hearing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know it, what it, it is. It might just impact his ability to process to the act. moment on stage you know to act yeah and yeah 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 you know whatever i mean it's hard for him bruce willis doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's gonna be like i had a hard day on set so i'm retiring you know yeah no that's not his I, yeah yeah i i think that this that's that's what's heartbreaking for me is i i feel like he did not come to this conclusion easily no this uh, is hard and being diagnosed with what is essentially brain damage yeah i can't imagine that's an easy thing to go through so hopefully chris rock can get a tight 15 on it you know, in the next couple of weeks. So, I just think he should go to Nick Cage because Nick Cage obviously has this disease and he hadn't stopped fucking <laughs> doing movies. Number four, 
Trump's seven-hour gap. <laughs> the funny thing about Trump, and <laughs> I feel like I've said this <coughs> how, it's last six years, whatever it's been. You know, Roger Stone helped make Trump who he is. Roger Stone is an unapologetic Nixon fanatic. He's got Nixon ta- Nixon's face tattooed on his back. Yep. But I feel like in that devoutness they're missing the part where Watergate didn't work out for him so like if you want to have an enemies list and you want to record all your calls and do all the like the sneaky weird shit and you want to be a you know a quiet but closeted racist and you know anti-semite and just general bigot that's fine like yeah that's that's Nixon's MO so okay do that but he fucked everything up with Watergate. Specifically, the however many minute gap he had. What was it? Seven minutes, I think. Something like that. Um, so just to repeat it so blatantly, it's just, it's fucking remarkable. Like, Trump never surprises me, but he never ceases to amaze me what he can, what he does, says, and then fucking gets away with. All right. There you go. I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. Number five, Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. Forgot it existed. Uh, <gasps> accidentally stumbled upon a, a, you know, an Easter egg breakdown thing on, on YouTube today. I was like, oh, yeah, I need to go watch that show. So I, I, I need to go watch that show. I totally fucking um, forgot it was I happening. I loved it. It's, it's unlike any. I'll just tell you that my perspective. We watched it the other night. Uh, Number one, Dana said, "Yeah, I'll watch it because it's Oscar Isaac. Yeah. It's multiple, you know, multiple personalities. It's all this kind of stuff. Not my favorite, by the way, Marvel character, but uh, she. We watched it. I loved it, with the exception that I couldn't decide if either his English accent is so Dick Van Dyke from fucking Mary Poppins, oh, or no. <laughs> or is it just I'm not used to him having an English accent? Yeah." You know, I did one or the other. But again, it was one of those things like Dana watched it because she'll watch something once. I said, so do you want to watch the other five episodes as they come out? She goes, no, 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 no fucking way. <laughs> Sorry, they, you know, and that's fair. I don't judge her. She doesn't judge me. It's just the way it is. But yeah, I, I recommend it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And number six, Republican orgies. Yeah. Um, duh. And what's that dude's name? Um, Madison Cawthorn. Madison Cawthorn, yeah. So apparently he said something like, <laughs> "Duh." <laughs> House of Cards is more like a documentary. Like, I mean, maybe. I, yeah, there's no, there's no proof. He has no proof. But duh, like, power corrupts. Power makes you. Gives you the the authority and the ability, I think more importantly, more aptly, the ability to lean into, on top of, and completely consume any vice that happens to float past your id at any given moment. Id? Ego. Your ego. Your ego. Yeah, your ego. Id. No, id. Id. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. The, yeah, it's the one that makes you... Time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what... That's what power does and influence does. And where is there more power and influence and more of a concentrated area than 
fucking Washington D.C. And the GOP the specifically is, these closeted freaks. Come on. on like here's a, this. It's it's like the way he describes it. This uh, guy's it a fucking on, wiener. He's. It was on some. Well, it was on his podcast, and uh, the, the, this is what I love. I love this quote because it sounds like it sounds like he was in the cast of the Ice Storm. <laughs> what he what? says? You remember the Ice Storm, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Ang Lee and uh, was it Kevin Klein's in that? Yeah, yeah. Like, being kind of a young guy in Washington when the average age is probably sixty or seventy. And you look at all these people, a lot of them that looked, uh, I've looked up to my through my entire life. Then all of a sudden you get invited. Hey, we're going to have a sexual get-together at one of our homes. Yeah. You should come. Yeah. I'm like, what did you just ask me to come to? And then you realize they're asking <laughs> you to come to an orgy. It's a key party. So a this, sexual get-together, you moron. You don't. Nobody talks that way. <laughs> no one talks that way. It Swing, killed me. Swingers. I laughed so hard when I read this. Because isn't he in a wheelchair? Yeah, like with all due respect. Who's he how, fucking? How many gimps get invited to an orgy? Yeah, I don't, exactly. I don't want to be ableist, <laughs> but who's fucking him, man? Come on. Come on. He, I mean, he can't even stand. I don't know. You know, Lieutenant Dan could get down on it. Why can't this guy? All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a read. It is... Uh, Read Roxanne Gay's piece in the New York Times. I mean, just do it. Like, and tell us if we're wrong. Uh, it's it's the New York Times. It's the headline is Jada Pinkett Smith shouldn't have to quote take a joke. Neither should you. Um, and yeah, just yeah, give it a read. Ch- choke give it a read. My it. first thing is uh, it is on Hulu. It is starring, and I'd never seen her in anything. Daisy Edgar Jones. And one of my new favorites, he's always kind of, ever since I saw him in Captain America, he's been one of my favorites, Sebastian Stan, mm-hmm. in Mevi Cave's film, it's on Hulu, called Fresh. Have you seen this? I have not. Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> dude, is it fucking creepy. It is a creepy goddamn movie. Sebastian Stan That's all I'm is saying. having a moment right now. He is a vibe. He's really having a moment. And this, I love him. I'm telling you, it, this is an this is a let's put it this way the first 30 minutes is your standard meet cute yeah relationship and after the 30 minutes is over and like almost on the 30 minute mark <laughs> it just goes from that to what the fuck is happening for the rest of the movie and i mean it just keeps escalating to what the fuck is happening over and over Absolutely phenomenal, wonderful, fucked up movie. Fresh on okay. Hulu. My next thing is a read. It's a companion piece to uh, Roxanne Gay's uh, It's Okay to Be Weak and to Cry All the Time piece in the New York Times. Uh, this is... Um, so last week, I believe, um, the Hitchens Prize was awarded to Margaret Atwood. Yes. Uh, and... Her response Loved Loved her at speech. the awards ceremony was printed by The Atlantic. Uh, the mm-hmm. headline is, Your feelings are no excuse. Emotions may explain why people overreact, but they don't justify it. Brilliant, fun piece from Margaret Atwood. And necessary and, to read. And, and I, you sent it to me. I'd already read it, but mm-hmm. I loved it because, you know, and it, you know, it is, it's that confirmation bias. I, 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 you know, yeah. I have it too. Nothing makes me happier than to find some sort of feeling that 
Christopher Hitchens and mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood mm-hmm. and I yep. are on the same track. Yep. That makes me very happy because I love same. Margaret Atwood and I fucking love Christopher Hitchens. Same. And I think that that's, that was kind of my... This this ties back to my, is comedy dead? There's a reckoning coming. I don't know what to... And my whole idea of like, which America do I belong to? It's this constant... And I just think, Don, we're a little... Even you. I guess even me in my middle age. I think we're a little too young for our t- our time. Like we, we should be older and probably dead already so we don't have to deal with... Rock, David, the Roxanne David, Gaze of the world. David, the next I Like to Watch podcast, we do Jackie Brown. And what yeah. was shocking to me in watching Jackie Brown is that Robert Forrester in Jackie Brown mm-hmm. is 56 years old. Jesus. I am 56 years old. So you're Think Robert Forrester. That yeah, that's... I'm right there in that wearing a polo shirt uh, going to see a movie by myself. What the fuck is that shit? Jesus. Which that reminds me, I need to really, watch Jackie Brown again because it's been a long a, time since I've seen it. It's a really movie. good movie. My second thing is a read. It is Red Carpet, Hollywood, China, and the Global Battle for Cultural Supremacy by Eric Schwartzell. This is, he is a Wall Street Journal uh, journalist, wrote a book. This is creepy as shit. <laughs> um, it, 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 it's just creepy because as China, I mean, it basically is in three chapters where... China wasn't a market for our Hollywood films. Mm-hmm. Then China was a market. And now China is pretty much calling the shots for what movies get made and what movies can be made and what topics can be said in movies made in Hollywood. It's fucked up. It's pretty mm. creepy. It's a very good book. Red Carpet, Hollywood, China, and the Global Battle for Cultural Supremacy. Um, spoiler alert, we've lost. Yeah. My next thing, my final thing this week, is a watch. Uh, it's on Netflix, The Andy Warhol Diaries. I mean, you could also read The Andy Warhol Diaries, being that this is oh, yeah. the literate ape cast. But we, look, if there's a book that's turned into a series on Netflix, we're going to watch it. That's the kind of voracious readers we are here at The Ape. Uh, but yeah, this is so this is Andy Warhol's Diaries. In documentary form, um, it's produced by Ryan Murphy of, Ooh. well, you know, I mean, of, of Ryan Murphy yeah. fame. Yeah. Um, so there's a chance, I'm, I'm only in through the first episode already, but there's a chance that it could take a total shit after the second one, which is typical with Ryan Murphy productions. They, they burn out real true. quick. Um, what's really interesting is like, you know, other than it being Andy Warhol, which is super interesting in art and, you know, all the shit that comes with it. Um, and then, you know, the time period, the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, you know, all the, the stuff. Uh, but what's cr- creepy for me is they have recreated Andy's voice. So he he narrates. Oh, wow. That's weird. His diary. Like, so when there's voiceover, yeah. it's Andy. It's, it's Andy it's a, reading it's, from Andy's diary. But it's not diary. actually Andy. It's, it's, it's... it's an IA... Pro- Program. Oh my god, that's creepy as shit. And, and dude, so very Andy Warhol. It's so very Andy Warhol. It is fucking close to per. I mean, close to perfect. When it began, like when it started, they say like the AI program is used. Blah 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 blah. So it starts, and you're like, oh, this is really good. Ah, it sounds a little robotic. 
but like real quickly you forget that and you're hearing Andy Warhol talk and they will go seamlessly from footage of Andy War- the actual Andy Warhol talking 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 to voiceover of the AI program talking and it's it's near seamless it's wow I gotta watch this so okay. it's like and then when you remember yeah, what's happening you're like I, oh that's yeah. fucking weird it's just right. weird yeah but it's it's good speaking yeah. of weird my third thing is a listen we just dropped it uh, Friday last Friday um, it is the newest Literate Ape podcast. It is entitled Amnesia Motel by Charlie Newman. Charlie Newman is a aging. He is almost octogenarian, not quite. 78 right now. 78-year-old, <laughs> uh, former advertising exec. Uh, he has stories of having written a Super Bowl commercial in the 70s. I mean, it's, it's, but he's a poet. Dana and I know him from Chicago. He's a poet. He also uh, trucks in electronic music. And uh, he moved to Vegas recently and was finding that he was kind of in an artistic funk Mm. for whatever reason. And I suggested, well, why don't you take some of your thousands of hours of spoken word poetry that you've recorded from Chicago to here everywhere and and some of your music and, and put together a podcast. You know, like like little mini albums, mm-hmm. and that is what Amnesia Hotel is. Motel, Amnesia Motel. It is, uh, like I said, the best thing I can say is you know, smoke a little weed, which Congress has now ruled will be, yeah, federally legal. We'll see if the Senate does anything with it, but smoke some weed, uh, do some mushrooms, and listen to Amnesia Motel. It will fuck your mind up. It is, it's weird, but it's the best kind of weird. Yeah, right on. And that and is that's the, show. the show. Hey, look, dear listener, be safe out there. Don't get yourself slapped. Try not to laugh at any jokes because that's rude. And uh, you know, live your truth, you thin-skinned pussy. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>